Well, hello, you guys. I guess Aretha is done. <laughs> oh, God, I can already tell what kind of show this is going to be tonight. <laughs> well, hello, everybody. Hope you guys are doing good. Hope you guys are having a lovely evening. Today's date is Thursday, February the 7th, 2019. Hope you guys are doing good since the last time we spoke. If you don't know me, let me introduce myself. My name is Lisa, and welcome to the Lisa Effect. I haven't been doing my show on a weekly basis, but I usually try to be here every Thursday evening, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on blogtalkradio.com. All of my previous shows, over 250 of them, can be found on iTunes. Go ahead and subscribe also to iTunes. And put me in your iTunes library. I am also found, where at? Oh, Podcast Republic. Republican. <laughs> Podcast Republic. And I can also be found on the TuneIn radio app. What else am I? Oh, and I'm also right here on blogtalkradio.com. Uh, so go ahead and check me out. I do have a blog, and I will let you know I have not written that blog in quite some time. But anyway, go ahead and check it out. That is the Lisa Effect at blogspot.com. Lisa Effect, A-S-F-E-C-T. So anyway, you guys, here we are. If you guys want to call in live, feel free to do so. Number is 347-996-5369. Press 1 on your keypad if you want to talk to me. Sorry, you guys, my chat room is not open right now. You talk about technical difficulties. Oh, my God. Desktop slow, laptop slow, phone. Oh, Lord. This is real ghetto tonight. <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and push through this, Okay. So anyway, like I said, hope you guys are doing good. I can't complain. I would complain about the cold weather, but you know what, you guys? I live in Southern California, so what's cold to me is not going to be cold to you. So that's why I'm not even going to complain about the weather, but hope you guys are doing good. And happy Black History Month. I don't see that much about Black History Month, though. Anyway, I'm going to wish you guys Black History Month, and I encourage everyone to do your research and seek out all kinds of black history facts. You know, the ones that are obscure, you know what I mean? And go ahead and share them with everybody that you know. And if you are a new listener, welcome. Like I said, I've been a little inconsistent with my show, but I'm trying to get back on track. Uh, didn't I say that before? Yeah, I said that before. Now I'm trying to get back on track, okay? I'm trying, I'm trying, you guys. And if you're new to my show, on this show, uh, Nothing is Censored, um, I do cuss. Uh, yeah, I do. I don't cuss a lot, but I'm just letting you know you have been warned. So I'm just letting you know, and my views are my views and my opinions only. So there you go. I'm trying to think what movies uh, have I watched since the last time we spoke. I think the two, uh, Aquaman and Mirrors, 
Now, Aquaman, I will admit, I fell asleep on it. Not because it was boring, but I remember that day I was up at like 4 in the morning to like go to work. So think about it, 4 in the morning. And I think that movie started at like 7 or 8 o'clock at night. And the movie is over two hours long. So, yeah, I did doze off once or twice, you know, not because it was boring, because I was a little bit tired. I mean, come on, you know. I felt, yes, I did fall asleep. Everybody's like, you actually fell asleep looking at Jason Momoa? Yeah, I did, okay? I was sleepy, you know. But, yeah, no, um, but, yeah, I enjoyed the movie and everything like that. So, yes, yes, yes. And Mirrors, oh, my God, excellent movie. Uh, and I think for me it was excellent, probably because I didn't watch the other two movies before it. I didn't know they were connected. What's that movie, Unbreakable, and the other movie, Split, I believe? So this is kind of like the third in the series. So I didn't know anything about the other two. So to me, the ending was amazing for me. But maybe if you, you watched those other two movies previously, maybe the ending for you is not going to be that epic as it was for me, but I enjoyed the movie very, very much. And the next movie on my agenda to watch is the new Taraji C. Henson movie. Doesn't it start tomorrow, right? And that movie is called What Men Want. So yes, yes, yes. Oh, two movies. They're old movies, but I watched them anyway, and I suggest you watch them too. For the first time ever, I watched Amistad. You know, that movie came out, I think, what, 1992, 1993? So, yeah, I'm over 20 years behind. Sorry. Excellent movie. Oh, I enjoyed that movie. Uh, that movie stars Matthew McConaughey, Morgan Freeman, and the African actor. I can never pronounce his name, but he's been in uh, quite a few things. Blood Diamond with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, I guess he first got attention, you know, the old Janet Jackson video, Love Will Never Do Without You. You know, he was in that video. I think that's kind of what, you know, got everybody's attention. And, of course, he was a bad guy in the last Fast and Furious movie. And, you know, he um, had a relationship with Kamora Lee, and they have a kid. You know who I'm talking about. I just can't pronounce his name. Anyway, he did excellent in that movie. So please go ahead and check out Amistad. Oh, and guess what, you guys, the costume designer for Amistad? Guess what? I believe her name is Ruth Coleman. She is nominated uh, for an Academy Award this year for costume designing for Black Panther. And actually, my niece uh, got to uh, part of, uh, well, not be a part of it, but um, she got to listen to one of her lectures and uh, she spoke about her career as well as her inspiration for the clothes in Black Panther. So, yeah, very interesting. My niece loved the lectures, very informative. And, yeah, so hopefully she will win. Okay, you guys, all of that, introductions out the way. We're going to go ahead and get started. We're going to get started with the news, and we are going to get into the topic. Before I begin, well, I already stated that um, – Oh, my show is not censored and all that stuff. And with my news, I usually try to open up my show with a little bit of news and then get into the topic of the news that I report. 
it's just random stuff that I've seen on the Internet. And I know a lot of important stuff is going on in the news. I know you're going to say, Lisa, you can talk about this. And I'm like, look, it's too much stuff, okay? I'll be here all night, <laughs> you know, trying to be a news reporter. But anyway, so I just pick bits and pieces, you know. And uh, I'm not going to read all of the news story. You know, I'm just going to touch on a little bit of this and a little bit of that because you know why? It is up to you to do your own due diligence and follow up on these stories. And these stories are not in order of importance. They are just random. So we are going to get started with the Oscars. For the first time in 30 years, the Oscars will not have a host. Yes, you guys. They're only going to have presenters. And you know what I say to that? Thank God. Damn. I mean, maybe the telecast won't last so damn long. Because usually the host, no matter if they're a good host or a bad host, sometimes they do a lot of corny stuff to me that holds up the broadcast. It's like, not even funny, you know. However, I will say the funniest host to me of all time, Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> Oh, God, for those of you who are not familiar with him, he is the creator of the family guy. But you know what? His brand of humor isn't politically correct. So I'm pretty sure he'll probably never host ever again. But he was funny as hell. Oh, you got to check it out. He's funny. And actually has a good voice, too. He came out with an album. He sings, I guess what you call them standards, you know, like Frank Sinatra-type songs and things like that. He has an excellent voice. So, man, he was all over the place that night. Man, it was funny as hell. Oh, I'm so glad Kevin Hart stuck to his decision not to host. You know, because you know there was controversy because I guess over 10 years ago uh, he said a joke that was offensive to gay people. Uh, he had already apologized for it, but people wanted him, I guess, to keep apologizing. And he's like, no, nah, I'm going to keep apologizing, okay? And I know he was on Ellen's show. And uh, they're friends. And she had said, oh, I know it's your dream to host the Oscars. I contacted them on your behalf. And, you know, they want you to host. And it's like Ellen, really? You know, to me, like I had stated before, she stepped out of her bounds. You know, it's like, no, no, no. You don't sit up here and contact the Oscars on Kevin Hart's behalf. Kevin Hart is a grown-ass man. He, he said he didn't want to host. He didn't want to host. So, mm-mm, you know, uh-uh. give, you know, come on. When it comes to grown people, give them a heads up before you sit up here and do stuff like that. It's like, mm-mm. So, anyway, I'm glad he stuck to his guns on that. And I usually don't even like Kevin Hart. If you've ever heard uh, this show previously, I don't like Kevin Hart that much. But I do stand by him on this one. Why he was singled out and not other comedians, I have no idea. And that's what a lot of people are stating in the media. And it looks like almost, what? I, well, I was going to say every single comedian, but that's not true. But the majority uh, of comedians have uh, said things that could be deemed as racist and homophobic. But for some odd reason, Kevin Hart was the one uh, that social media went after. Why? I have no idea. But that kind of scared other comedians and people. They're like, God. But Kevin Hart has taken all this heat. F it. I don't want to host. You know, please don't ask me to host because I don't want to host either. I know uh, the actress, comedian Melissa McCarthy. 
um, they had asked her about hosting or something like that. She was like, ah, I might say something wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because one thing will destroy your entire career. So I kind of have a feeling next year the Oscars may have the same problem. So, oh, wow. And for those of you who don't know, the Oscars will be airing Sunday, February 24th. And we'll go into more details on a future date uh, regarding the Oscars and the movies nominated and all that stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'll do it within the next week, maybe two, you know. But, yeah, don't worry. We'll get to it. James Ingram. Oh, y'all know R&D James Ingram passed away. I think it was, what, about uh, was it just last week? Yeah, he was 66 years old, you guys. Pain cancer. Bless his heart. Oh, God, if you are a child of the 80s like me, you'll know the hits that he had. You know, the song Just Once, I'm Not a Singer. Y'all know it. Just once, you know. Can we figure out what we've been doing wrong? Y'all know that. Oh, 100 Ways. Y'all know that song. Love her today. Find 100 Ways. Come on. Oh, and the duet he did with Patty Austin, Baby Come to Me. Come on. Baby Come to Me. Come on. Let me put my arms around you. Yeah, that one. What else? Oh, God, he did a duet with uh, singer Michael McDonald, Linda Ronstadt uh, from the animated movie An American Tale. Do you guys remember that song somewhere out there? Oh, God, I can't sing it. Um, somewhere out there. I love the song. You know, matter of fact, that song was too good for a movie. I was like, dang, you know, I don't, no shade against the movie, the animated movie, but I'm like, yeah, this is a good song. Oh, and then, of course, uh, another song, I Don't Have the Heart. You know, that's, I don't have the heart. Y'all know, anyway, he just passed on. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, I thought James Ingram was kind of cute, too. I I know that's so superficial and ghetto for me to say he's already passed, but I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, so I hated to hear that he had passed on, you know. Cory Booker. Yes, Cory Booker is uh, running for president. Okay, <laughs> I don't give a y'all. I don't care. I'm so mean. I don't care. Who cares about Cory Booker? <laughs> oh my God, I'm so mean. I'm so sorry. Come on, I could run against Cory Booker and win. I'm pretty sure. Come on. Anyway, oh, the State of the Union address. You know, that was held earlier this week. It was ghetto as usual. Republicans and Democrats acting tacky. It was just ghetto as hell. And then a lot of those Democratic uh, politicians, you know, the women, they all wore white in solidarity, basically in solidarity against Trump, okay? And guess what the first lady did? She wore all black. I'm like, damn. (laughs) It was just the usual, just hot mess, you know, it was like, whatever, you know, and as far as uh, the border wall and the government shutdown, because, you know, there's a temporary hold on the government shutdown, and you know what, as of next week, it'll probably, the government shutdown will probably continue, and just a hot mess, right, it's just really a hot mess. Well, I don't know. 
Oh, Robert De Niro was acting a fool today outside the courthouse. Uh, he was in the courthouse for hours. Do you guys know why? Going through his divorce. Woo. All that money. That's why it took so many hours. And I guess his driver was supposed to be out front because, you know, he was leaving the courthouse. And you know how there's tons of reporters and media, cameras all up in his face. And usually, you know, they shield their face as they walk to the car. But guess what? Robert De Niro didn't have a car to walk to. So he got out his cell phone and was yelling at his driver, where you at, man? You know, and all that stuff. But why do you guys feel like that right in front of the media? Robert, stop it. You know, I mean, Robert De Niro, come on. You know, you're going after Donald Trump and stuff. But look how you acting, man. You acting ghetto, too. Like, oh, wow. Oh, the, Amazon, uh, the CEO of Amazon, you know, how he's getting a divorce, you know, he allegedly having an affair with this cockeyed, <laughs> oh, God, with this cockeyed chick uh, that used to be on a morning show out here in Southern California. Anyway, to make a long story short, I guess allegedly uh, the National Enquirer. They're saying, we got some photos of you, man. We got some naked photos or, you know, some just gay photos and stuff. And allegedly they were, like, kind of trying to hold it over his head. But, hey, the CEO of Amazon is like, whatever you got, bring it. You know, you're not going to extort me. Matter of fact, I'll release the stuff my damn self. So, yeah, and you know how um, I think the media is saying that the owner of the National Enquirer is friends with Donald Trump. So I, who knows what's going on there. But, yes, we shall see. Lim Neeson. Y'all know Lim Neeson? <laughs> Actor Lim Neeson from the Taken movies and all of that. Well, homeboy is acting a fool. Uh, he recently did an interview. And in the interview, he was talking about how one of his friends, this was years ago, what was it he said? Well, he's trying to say it was like 40 years ago. Uh, one of his uh, friends, I guess, um, uh, she had gotten raped. And she asked, and for, you know, he asked her, well, what color was he? And she said he was blind. And he said for a week he was going down the street basically trying to start stuff with black men in retaliation of against his friend being raped by a black man. It's like, what? Well, uh-uh. That was very dangerous to do, okay? But now he's trying to say, oh, I went to the, what did he say? I went to the church for forgiveness. Some stupid shit. But the way he was, you guys have to hear the audio of how he was described and how he was going down the street looking for black men. He sounded like what he was in the movie taken. It was creepy. His voice was even kind of scary. Like, he hopefully got to be thin. But the thing was, it wasn't like he was going up and down the street looking for the actual black man that raped his friend. He was looking for any black man to start something with him so he can justify kicking some ass. So, yeah, Liam, off my list, you know. How many actors and actresses are coming off my list? Okay, so he's off my list. Oh, Michelle Rodriguez. Love Michelle Rodriguez. She off my list, too, because she's walling out, behaving like a dumbass. She's defending Liam Neeson, talking about, well, he's not racist. 
You know how I know he's not racist? Because he had a kissing stain with Viola Davis. Is this such crazy? She off my list, too. Look at that. And one day, two of them off my list, Michelle Rodriguez, who I always like, but she's bye-bye. And Liam Neeson, bye-bye. What the, what the hell is going on? Y'all know all this controversy, everybody in blackface and shit? What is going on picking on black people? Shit. Man, I'm ashamed. Y'all want to call in? Call in. Uh, phone number 347-996-5369. Press 1 on your keypad if you want to talk to me, and my chat room is open. I see an unknown caller now. I'll get to you in a few minutes. Don't worry, I'm going to get to you. Oh, and the actor from the soap opera Young and the Restless has passed away, Christoph St. John. He was found dead in his home last week. I believe he was 52 years old. Um, if you're like me, again, a child of the 80s, you'll know exactly who he is. Um, was he on the Cosby Show or a different world? Uh, he would pop up every once in a while playing Lisa Bonet's boyfriend. And ever since the 90s, he's been on the soap opera Young and the Restless. Uh, unfortunately, his son committed suicide about two or three years ago. And uh, Christoph uh, never recovered from that. I remember the year anniversary of his son's suicide. Um, I believe he was feeling suicidal and felt like he just couldn't go on without his son. You know, so unfortunately now he's dead. Um, I don't know if he committed suicide as well. I don't know his cause of death, but, man, hated to hear that, you know? So it's like, wow. Mm -hmm. And you guys, where, oh, where is Ruth Bader Ginsburg? She wasn't there at the State of the Union address. Because you know what, in less than six months, she's had uh, cancer. She had surgery for cancer. She fell. I mean, a lot of stuff has been going on with Ruth. You know, she's 85 years old. Uh, the last time I've seen her, she was very, very frail. Uh, but she's always been standing down with Trump. <laughs> so she's trying to hold on uh, to her uh, Supreme Court seat because she knows, since she's president, he's the one that's going to make the decision who's going to take her place. So she's trying to hold in there <laughs> for the next president. But good luck with that, Ruth. I mean, because if Donald Trump is going to be in there another four years, I don't think she's going to make it, y'all. I mean, is it worth it for her trying to hold out until he's no longer president? Man, you're 85. I would just say enjoy your life, okay? <laughs> enjoy your life, all righty? But, yeah, she was a no-show, so I don't know. Oh, and what's up, you guys, with uh, the actor from Empire that was attacked? Oh, and I know I'm going to botch his name, Jesse Smollett. Smollett? I know you guys are like, you totally botched his name. I know I did. Um, this story, to me, I don't understand all of it. Do you guys understand it? My elements to this story, uh, I'm not saying it's lying or anything like that, but I will say there's like the missing pieces to the puzzle. And I know he allegedly was on the phone with his manager at the time of the attack. For those of you who don't know, um, he is a star on the show, Empire. Um, he's gay on the show, and he is gay in real life. Um, allegedly, he was attacked. 
Uh, in the middle of the night, while he was walking to subway, he was attacked by two men. Uh, they put a noose on him. Uh, they doused him with bleach, I believe, and uh, they allegedly said, we're going to, oh, are you that N-word from Empire? That's how they approached him. And they said something about Make America Great Again or something like that. And uh, it's an interesting story. Um, I don't know the whole story. There's just a lot of elements of the story missing. Uh, one of them is that, uh, no offense to the actor, but uh, should I even say it? But I mean, for him to be walking in the middle of the night and then some, you know, two guys um, are like, hey, aren't you that inward for this? It's like, do a lot of white people know that? I mean, I'm just saying, do they? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think if I, because I know who he is, but I think if I see him at a grocery store or something, I would be like, hmm, that guy looks familiar. Oh, that's like an empire. I mean, you understand what I mean? But he might be more popular than what I think he is, you know? So we'll see. I know the police had um, asked him for his phone, you know, or the phone records, and he allegedly declined. So I don't know, you guys. So this story is still unfolding, so we will see. So anyway, you guys, um, yeah, that's all the news I have. Like I said, I know there's tons of stuff in the news, but trust me, I know. But, you know, I can't get to everything, you know, and I'm a little rusty. Because <laughs> I keep doing the show once every few weeks, so I'm a little rusty. So bear with me, you guys, bear with me. Uh, before I uh, get to the topics for tonight, I see the caller on the line. I'm going to go ahead and open up your line and see if you want to talk or if you are listening. Hello, unknown caller. Are you just listening? Yes, yes. No, I am with you. I want to talk uh, with you if it's possible. Uh, Lisa, thank you very much for taking my call. I mean, hey. uh, right now, hey, you know, right now in the United States of America, we have uh, a lot of, uh, you know, disunities. Like mm-hmm, we have yeah. race disunity, we have class disunity, we have uh, everything you want. Imagine we have disunited. So disunited, we are going all fall down. United, together, yeah. and go up. But I don't see that, my dear, because we have so much racism in the United States after 200 uh, so uh, years of the democracy supposed to be here in this land. We have, uh, as long as we do not eradicate racism in this country, there is no uplift for any of us. In yeah, the you know, Carl. That's true. And do you mind me asking, where are you from? I, 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 I'm I Singapore right now, yes. Oh, I'm sorry, where? Singapore, Singapore. Oh, oh you, did you say Singapore? Yes, ma'am, yes, 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 yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I know what you mean on that as far as race and everything like that. It's one of these situations where... 
Yes, yeah, right. Like none plant. of us are going anywhere, so we might as well just try to get along with each other. Right. As like, I mean, yeah. right now we have uh, we have seen police shooting uh, civilians. Uh, we have seen civilian shooting civilians. You know, I mean, we see. I mean, a lot of crimes right now are high. I mean, in Singapore, we have lowest. Oh, really? Crime. Yes, because you know. Right. Uh, you know, you remember that uh, there was an American who did some uh, kind of painting on the cars, and you know, he was uh, slashed to eighty slashes. And what mm. happened? No, no United States could prevent it. No United Nations and mm, no human rights uh, organizations around the globe. They mm. see Singapore. Or abide by Singapore law. That's why whenever you want to travel, please check all the laws of uh, the country that uh, people are want to travel. And because one mistake, it can have a very very uh, consequences. And yeah, I'm sure you true. know about that. And do you know about the other story that it was in New York City? There was a gentleman, uh, you know, uh, came to uh, talk to youths, uh, about six youths in uh, McDonald's. This is like a uh-huh. 15, 20 years back. And then he says, well, we give you money for have fun over there in Thailand. And we give you free tickets from New York to Thailand. Bangkok and come back here and what you have to do something for us and I guess they asked them to put you know uh, dope into their clothes and etc and they didn't explain them that if Mm -hmm. the Thai police catch you that means you are life in prison automatically Mm. and what happened they I always catch them. That's why, because any time you go to Thailand, especially Americans, I mean, they go for dope, you know, because dope and uh, other things, you know. So, uh, mm-hmm. so therefore, I mean, uh, they catch them, they put them in prison, that they only sleep on the floor, and then there is cockroaches going on them, rats are going uh, on top of them, etc., bite them at night, and the oh. United States government uh, were not able to free them either. And plus, um, uh, you know, n- no human rights organization because yeah. they abide by the law of the country. So, uh, you know, uh, again, we go back uh, to United States. We have to eradicate racism. And to, but I don't, as you mentioned, I don't see it. I think you said you do, you're not going to see it. That's true. And then, like by billion, we are going down like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's, it's something, you know. It is really something. And you are right. Sometimes when you go to foreign countries, you know, you have to be mindful, you know, of their rules and regulations. Because yes, you can get caught up <laughs> if you know if you're not familiar yes. uh, with the country. 
and uh, their laws and how they operate. Yeah, most definitely. So, yeah, definitely without a doubt. Absolutely. So can I ask you this question, please? Sure. I mean, what do you think of the SOTO, please? Of the what? The SOTO, a state of union, please. Oh, the state of the union? Um, It was a lot of divisions. Uh, you know, the Republicans yes. against the Democrats, and you could see it. You know, every time Trump said something, the Democrats wouldn't clap. The Republicans would clap. Yes. And it's just like, it's 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 embarrassing, and they're too old. Yes. Both sides are too old to be acting this way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Indeed, I have the same uh, feeling, uh, same, same as your. Uh, you know, uh, when I saw it, because uh, Nancy Pelosi always either give uh, an eye contact to them, means sit down, or or uh, when she wake up and she, uh, with the hand suggestion to them, get up, get up, get up, get up, you know. So yeah. she was controlling them. Yeah, and she's fake. a 78 years old woman. Yeah, yeah, very fake. Yeah. Everything was fake. I mean, yeah, all of yeah. them. Yeah, the majority of them are senior citizens acting like children. Yeah. Yeah, and this is a state of our union, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, and these any, are, and they represent us. That's right. I mean, yeah. when um, Donald Trump came to Singapore with um, North Korean uh, to mm-hmm. sign some treaty. He did not even wait to talk our prime minister here. Uh, oh, really? And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, just uh, it was there one day, boom, boom, and okay, oh, wow. go home, I go. I mean, yeah. hey, Singapore is 40, 40 years, is the head of North America, ahead of Euro- European Union. I mean, the way the structure, the buildings, because, you know, the breeze has to go to everywhere. So the built mm-hmm. is very a new architect. Everything is. I mean, uh, so but he did not wait. I mean, he 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 keeps saying he is a builder of the, you know, house uh, businesses and call uh, Trump towers and etc. Why you didn't come and watch to see what Singapore looked like? Mm. You know why you, you did. and at least. Because and at least shake hands yeah. or meet the people. Right, indeed. Yeah. I mean, he, it was just uh, that's also a fake uh, treaty between North Korea. North Korea is uh, making atom bombs, and um, so it's it's just right now the escalation for something because he has uh, again in United States everybody has a problem. President mm-hmm. has problems. I mean, uh, Melania has the problems. Ivanka, uh, Trump. I mean, all the all all of the you know uh, inner circle is the chaos. Yeah, it's the and yeah, it's the mess. So we're gonna see um, what's gonna happen. You know, is is you know any of Trump's children going to jail? Is he going to jail? I mean. Because a lot of time and energy is being spent on this. So we're going to go ahead and, you know, 
we'll just have to wait and see what happens. So that's basically all we can do at this point because there's so many different court cases going on. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's so, a yeah. state of a state of chaos for everyone, and and political it division, is. race it division, really is. and 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 everything else division. I mean, I don't think the United States can hold any more longer as a country. I know. And what yes. what will yeah. happen is, uh, as I said, like a Babylon, they, everything will go down suddenly. I mean, right now. Uh, Kamala Harris, as you said, was a side chick. Can you elaborate on that, please, so I can? Oh yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, get to her in a few minutes. I'm gonna get to one story first, and then I'm gonna go ahead and get to Kamala. So what I'll do is I'll go ahead and put you on hold, and uh, okay, I'll go sure. ahead and open your line after in case you want to speak. Okay, sure. I appreciate you. All righty. Thank you very much. All righty. Oh, sure. Hold on. Let's see if I did that correctly. Yes. Okay. I think I did that correctly. So, yeah, you guys, um, let's go ahead and talk about B. Smith, and then we're going to go ahead and talk about Kamala Harris. If you guys want to call in, too, feel free to do so. Area code is 347-996-5369. Press 1 on your keypad if you want to talk to me. So here we go. I'm going to give you a little background on B. Smith and what I'm talking about. B. Smith was the first black model ever featured on the cover of Mademoiselle magazine, and she graced the cover back in 1976. Uh, she was a model for a few years, and after she was a model, after that career was over, she became an entrepreneur. She owned multiple restaurants uh, called B. Smith. Uh, her first restaurant opened back in 1986 in New York City, and several years later, that restaurant moved around the corner to what you would call Restaurant Row, and that was on 46th Street, followed by another one in Sag Harbor, Long Island, New York. And she also owned a restaurant in the historical, uh, what is that, Union Station in Washington, D.C. And, uh, yeah, so she owned several restaurants and also, too, her first home collection. Because, you know, B. Smith does a lot, model, restaurants. And her first home collection debuted at Bed Bath & Beyond in the spring of 2001, and she also launched her own line of serveware back in 2004. And in the spring of 2007, she debuted her furniture collection. So, yeah, so B. Smith has been pretty busy. She's been in an off-Broadway play. She's even been on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, you guys. (laughs) And she's also written several books. And she also had a TV show, and I also used to uh, watch that TV show. It was called B. Smith Cooking with Style. She was a very classy black woman, you know, and uh, she would cook and offer, you know, all these little tidbits, you know, and stuff like that. 
And she's been married twice. Her first marriage was to former HBO executive Don Anderson. And B. Smith married her business partner, Clarence Dan Gaspi. She did that in 1992 at St. Luke's Lutheran Church in Manhattan, New York. Uh, he was the executive producer of the Essence Awards and the senior vice president of marketing at Camelot Entertainment Sales Incorporated. Now, B. Smith herself doesn't have any children, but she is the stepmother to Gatsby's daughter named Dana. And unfortunately, in June of 2014, B. Smith revealed that she had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Uh, when she made that announcement, I was extremely sad. I mean, because I've been following B. Smith's career for quite some time. And when she made that announcement, I was totally devastated. And uh, things got a little <laughs> little uh, gossipy when her husband, Dan, went public about his relationship because uh, he got himself a girlfriend. And he posted a picture of her on Facebook uh, last December. And her name is Alex Lerner. Now, Alex Lerner uh, is Dan's girlfriend. And I know you guys are getting confused because you're like, wait, isn't Dan still married to B. Smith? Yes, he is. But he has a girlfriend as well. <laughs> her name is Alex. And Alex herself, she's been... You know, she's been married before. I believe she has three kids. Uh, she did have a boyfriend, but guess what? In February 2015, her boyfriend was sentenced to 15 years in prison. Do you know why? Uh, he had an altercation with a gentleman that resulted in the gentleman's death. So, yes, he got sentenced to murder, <laughs> uh, served, uh, and got a sentence of 15 years. And after that, Alex was like, I'm out of this relationship. So anyway, so the next thing you know, you know, she's, uh, you know, she's hanging out at a bar in the summer of 2017, and she meets Dan. And she claimed they were initially friends because, you know, Alex, she's very classy. She doesn't go out with married men, right? Right. But after having breakfast with Dan, um, she was like, no, not breakfast, you know, after meeting Dan, it's like, oh, he seems like a nice guy, you know? But the problem is this with Dan. Dan is being very tacky about the relationship. Oh, Alex, by the way, has moved in with Dan and B. Smith. So, yeah, so you have the husband, the wife, and the girlfriend. Yes, yes, yes. The three of them uh, live together. And guess what Dan says about it? Because everybody's saying that's so tacky. You know, your wife isn't dead. She just has Alzheimer's. Okay, she's not dead. You know, but guess what Dan says? Dan says, you can't love the past. you got to maximize the now. <laughs> and he said, F guilt, F religion, and F people who have a problem with my honesty. He goes, I'm now healthy and happy. It's like, okay, well, you go ahead, Dan. <laughs> he says, I love my life. He says, I love my wife, but I can't let her take away my life. What? And he says, 
five to ten years from now, many of you may have to go through the same thing. It's like, okay. Mm-mm-mm. And guess what his girlfriend says? She admires him because of the way he takes care of his wife. Seriously? So now the girlfriend is taking care of B. Smith. Wow. Seriously? Uh, uh, uh. And it looks like uh, Dan has had a girlfriend for the past year and a half. It's like, wow. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then Dan is like, man, I'm having it tough. My wife has Alzheimer's, man. What do you what what do you expect me to do? It's like okay, and Dan's girlfriend actually has a room in the house. It's like mm-hmm, and she makes several trips because uh, she has an apartment in Manhattan, and uh, Dan and B they live in East Hampton, so she makes the trip all the time, you know, to help his to help her boyfriend out with his wife. Some tacky stuff. Well, anyway, things of social media went crazy for Dan. They were like, he's just tacky, mother effer. How, how, I mean, damn, he couldn't even wait for B. Smith to die before he got a girlfriend. It, that, I mean, but moved her in. That's what they're saying. And I'm going to give you guys some tips on how to protect yourself <laughs> if you're married to a guy like Dan. Okay, because here's what you need to do. If you're ever diagnosed with Alzheimer's, dementia, or anything like that, please have this conversation early regarding your wishes. You might even have to get some kind of power of attorney, okay? You know, maybe a trusted family member or a friend that will be able to help you make financial decisions on your behalf in case you get incapacitated. A power of attorney for your health care. A revocable trust. Oh, well, okay. This determines the distribution of your assets after your death. I mean, I'm pretty sure B. Smith, I guess she's savvy when it comes to that. I don't know. Everybody is like, damn, you know, because B. Smith, well, look, everybody's shocked because B. Smith is a very class act. She's a classy lady. And it looks like her husband is told the opposite. You understand what I'm saying? So that's why everybody's disgusted. Hell, I'm disgusted. This guy is disgusting as hell. He's going to move his hole in the house with his wife who's still alive and breathing. You know? Imagine him having sex with his girlfriend. And here comes poor B. Smith wandering the hallway in the middle of the night. And, you know, her husband would be like, get your ass back in the bed. You know what I'm saying? He's like he's that type. B, what you doing out your bed? Get your ass back in the room. Doesn't he seem like one of those tacky? Oh, he's tacky. I just can't get over him. Just a bastard. Mm-mm-mm. Nothing but a bastard. And do you know he's actually gotten death threats through social media? Uh, I'm not going to comment on that, but hey, hey. Karma's a bitch, right? <laughs> hey, right? You know what they say, life is a bitch and then you die. So, yeah, so you go ahead, Dan. Mm, that's a stand and a shit. But to move his girlfriend in the house, damn. I mean, he couldn't, like, hire a nurse or something, like, I'm going to be back. 
you know, and then go as a girlfriend. I mean, he's probably like, I don't feel like doing all that. That costs too much money. I'm going to move her right on in with us. Tacky, tacky, tacky. Damn. I don't even know what else to say. Just some tacky mess. Wow. I just, just in shock at this bastard. But you know what, though? He might have already been this way. You know what I'm saying? This type of attitude just doesn't happen overnight. He probably was already ghetto when they were married. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, hey, I don't know. It is what it is? I don't know. Because he probably was already like this ghetto ass. Anyway, y'all, that's all I got to say about him. But mm, sorry, so that's okay. It's a sin and a shame. Anyway, what's a sin and a shame is Kamala Harris. Let's talk about, <laughs> talk about Kamala Harris. You guys know she recently announced she's running for president, right? Okay, fine. Right after she made the announcement, guess who showed up? Guess who reared his ugly ass head? Ugly, ugly Willie Brown. And I'm calling his ugly because not only is he ugly physically, he's ugly on the inside. Look at look up Willie Brown. Look at that face. God, drug it. God, looking at him just makes him shivers down his spine, you know. And I'm talking about his appearance because he's tacky, he's ugly, and he's ugly on the inside. That's why I'm talking about him like a dog. Yeah, so anyway, this mother effort sit up here resurfaced from the bowels of hell. (laughs) I don't know who's worse, (laughs) V. Smith's husband or Willie Brown. Shit, I I think it's a tie. And before I even get into this story, I'm just going to say all of this is alleged, okay, because I don't want to get sued by anybody. But, you know, this is all alleged, but we'll just see. So anyway, Kamala Harris announced I'm running for president and everything like that. Next thing you know, here come Willie Brown bumping his gums, okay? For those of you who do have no clue who Willie Brown is, he is the former mayor of San Francisco and California State Assembly Speaker. So for those of you who live in another state, that's who he is. Well, he opened up, you know, right after she announced for president, he opened up about their time together in a short little article in the San Francisco Chronicle. This is what he said, you guys, allegedly. He says, I've been peppered with calls from the national media about my relationship with Kamala Harris particularly since it became obvious she was going to run for president. Most of them I have not returned. Yes, we dated. It was more than 20 years ago. Yes, I may have influenced her career by appointing her to two state commissions when I was assembly speaker. Okay, so there you go there. And Brown also said he helped other Democrats in the past. Here's what he said. And I certainly helped with her first race for district attorney in San Francisco. I've also helped House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Governor Gavin Newsom, and Senator Dianne Feinstein, and a host of other politicians. All righty. So we already know. But the problem is this, you guys. You're like, okay, big deal. Amy Kamala Harris dated back in the day when she was like in her 30s or whatever, and he was 
65 or whatever. The problem is this, you guys. Uh, Willie Brown has been married ever since 1958. <laughs> hmm. So if he dated Kamala Harris in the 90s, but he's had a wife since 1958. Yes, that's the problem, you guys. And unfortunately, this guy's an asshole, and he's always uh, had no problem flossing girlfriends around. He's never, never really hit a lot of stuff with this Willie Brown. You know, never hitting a lot of stuff. So has Kamala addressed this issue? I don't think so. But Kamala, was you a side piece? That's what it sounds like to me. You know, you look like you was his little side piece. And basically he's saying, man, I helped you get to where you're at. You know, which which raises a stereotype. You know how they say some women try to sleep their way to the top. You know what I mean? Or some men hold power over them. Like, hey, you know what? You want this gig? What that mouth do, Kamala? <laughs> what that mouth do, girl? What you? What would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> God forgive me, oh God, I'm going to get punished for that. But, you know, so Kamala, man, I don't know about Kamala. Man, I mean, is all this stuff true? I don't know. I mean, it can easily be disproven, right? Oh, boy, I think she's trying to brush it off like they were friends and stuff. Girl, bye. Who's going to be friends with a 65-year-old married man? You know what I mean? Because usually... Not all the time, but usually, aren't you friends with the wife first or something? I don't know. I wonder, Willie Brown's wife, I wonder how she even met Kamala Harris. You know what I'm saying? Kamala, girl. I hope you wasn't this old man side piece. I mean, come on, you was a side chick? Kamala. For real, though? You was a side chick? That's how you operate? That's how you roll? Mmm. Girl. Girl. Your chance of being president, I don't know. Well, then again, hey, men are involved in different sex scandals and still hold a job, right? Hell, look at all these damn politicians. Didn't stop Bill Clinton, now did it? <laughs> so we'll see Kamala, but damn. I mean, I probably wouldn't vote for Kamala Harris anyway. Still, it is a little disappointing, right? Well, I hope it ain't true, but I guess we'll see. Because as it comes closer and closer to the debates and everything like that, it may, I'm pretty sure this story is going to resurface again. Why Willie Brown is bringing it up now, I wouldn't even address the issue, but he is. So, well, he's an asshole. So, there you go. That's all I got to say about that. Oh, you guys, before I go, because yes, I'm going to leave because I'm a little sleepy, you guys. I'm sorry, I'm a little sleepy. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. You know, there was a, a huge controversy because the Super Bowl halftime show, why don't we get to that first? The controversy was the halftime show uh, because of uh, the way the NFL has treated Colin Kaepernick. Um, a lot of top-name performers refused uh, to perform at the Super Bowl. Uh, allegedly, Rihanna turned it down, Cardi B turned it down, Jay-Z. A lot of top acts 
were like, no, I'm not, uh-uh. The way y'all treated Catherine, I'm done, you know. But Maroon 5 was like, I'm in. <laughs> so Maroon 5 um, hosted the halftime show along with Travis Scott. If you don't know Travis Scott, he's a rapper, and he's also the baby daddy to one of those funny-looking Kardashians. So there you go. And Big Boy uh, was also um, on the show. For those of you who don't know Big Boy, uh, he was a member of the group Outcast. You know Outcast. They're just a duo, a Big Boy and Andre 3000. Uh, but, yeah, so Big Boy uh, performed as well. Uh, I watched it. Uh, in my opinion, it sucked. Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. The three of them had no chemistry at all, wasn't popping, wasn't cracking, wasn't nothing going on. I mean, we've had three acts before. Remember, it was Beyonce, Coldplay, and Bruno Mars. I think the three of them meshed pretty well. You know, at first Coldplay, I wasn't too sure, you know, but then you had Bruno Mars to kind of, you know, mix it up a little bit. But these three right here, uh, no stage presence. Oh, it was tough, you know. Then the lead singer of Maroon 5, he took his shirt off, and then social media was like, look at him showing his nipples. But Janet Jackson got in trouble for showing hers. You know, I mean, people were clowning him, and he all tatted up. Seemed like he was trying, I don't know, all those tats. Seemed like, did he get them just to look tough or something? I don't know. Just, I'm not saying the guy seems fake to me. It was just, I don't know. If you're a fan of Maroon 5, you loved it. But if you're not a fan of Maroon 5, you're like, what? Same thing with Travis Scott and Big Boy. I'm like, oh. To me, it was a hot mess. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't impressed. It was a hot mess. Um, uh, Gladys Knight, I think Gladys Knight did an excellent job. Uh, no problem with Gladys Knight. She looked good, too. Didn't she? How old is Gladys Knight? Isn't she like 76? She did an excellent job. I know she had gotten criticism. Because people are like, I can't believe you're going to perform, you know, because of what the NFL did to Kaepernick. She like, look, man. She's like, if I sing the song, maybe it'll bring unity. Maybe the song will unify people. Whatever. I mean, come on. Gladys Knight, we got to give Gladys Knight, a, Gladys Knight a pass. She auntie, okay? we got to give auntie a pass, okay? Please, I ain't going to sit up here and act a fool and wild out over Gladys Knight, okay? Because let me tell you why. And even Travis Scott, at first I was like, what, Travis Scott is going to perform? I'm going to tell you why. First of all, the NFL players, the majority of them are black, young, rich, and buff, okay? But guess what? Who controls them? They don't control themselves. Look at how the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, said none of my players will not kneel, and I better not catch a kneeling. Damn, you talk about a, an overseer. And guess what? As far as I know, they have never kneeled. He's like, I bet I catch one of my players kneeling. So there you go. So, yeah, so before we criticize Gladys Knight, Travis Scott, Big Boy, Maroon 5, and all that stuff, and you may want to look at address the NFL players themselves, Okay. They have enough money to pull their money together and start their own team. I mean, come on. Even And I'm not necessarily talking about the rookie, because, you know, when you're a rookie, you're under that rookie contract. You're like, well, I just, I'm just here 
to play the game and get paid, okay? I understand that. But some of the more seasoned football players, I'm pretty sure you can afford, um, you know, $5 million. You know, if that's all, if the majority of them, you know, pull the money together, they could get something together. But they choose not to. They choose to keep making it rain in strip clubs or whatever. That's why I ain't going to get all acting a fool and get all angry because Gladys Knight performed in Travis Scott. So what? Those players perform every season after season and they're scared. They're scared to kneel. Damn. Oof. Talk about slavery in the 21st century. Scary ass. Wow. And I'm not saying they have to be this activist and try to act like Malcolm X or nothing like that. But damn, you can't even kneel once. You scared to kneel once. That's deep. And I understand there's some players that have kneeled before. I understand that. But I'm talking about the unit. Scary. Oh, my God. It's so embarrassing as a black person that these white men in the NFL are so scared. Mm-hmm. It is one good old plantation. I don't know. Anyway, I do know this. Shout out to Tom Supermodel Brady. <laughs> now, usually, you guys know, I'm a big fan of the New England Patriots. I know you guys hate Tom Brady. I don't, okay? I don't. Probably most women don't, right? <laughs> anyway, I love Tom Brady. The reason why I like Tom Brady, uh, he stays focused and he's good at what he does, okay? I don't know about his marital situation or anything like that, but Tom Brady, he don't be, as far as I know, be making it rain at the strip club, you know, spending all his money at the strip club, acting a fool. You know, he's focused on his job. Football is his life. He takes it very seriously, and it shows him the way he performs. Now, of course, he has help. I mean, come on, of course he has help. But you guys know what I'm talking about. He's very disciplined. Uh, when it comes to football. However, I did not vote for the Patriots to win. I voted for the L.A. Rams, not because I live here in Southern California, but because of the fact that the coach of the L.A. Rams is his first year being the coach. Last year was his first year, and he's only 32 years old. So this 32-year-old coach, first-year coaching in the NFL, as a head coach, he took the team to the mother effing Super Bowl, you guys, to go up against Coach Belichick. My God. If that was epic, you guys, even though the L.A. Rams lost, guess what? Because I know people were like, the game was boring. It wasn't boring for me. You know why? Because up until, what was it, the third quarter? The L.A. Rams held the Patriots to only three points, you guys. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter. The Patriots only scored three damn points. It was only in the fourth quarter. L.A. Rams effed up, and uh, the Patriots were able to make a touchdown. And by then, it was kind of too late because the game was almost over, so it was kind of too late for the Rams to make a comeback. But I think, in my opinion, the Rams did one hell of a job. Even though they lost, my hats are off to them. Congratulations. They did one hell of a job uh, keeping the score low, going up against the Patriots. So, yeah, shout out to the Rams. Something else I was going to say. 
And to be honest with you, I didn't watch all the commercials and everything like that. I'm really not big on Super Bowl commercials. But I did watch one commercial that I liked. I don't know if you guys watched that commercial. It was the NFL players. It was the old versus young players. So it was nice to see some of the old players from back in the day and the young players. Oh, I love that commercial. You guys know what I'm talking about. It was where, um, what was it? It was some kind of award ceremony or something. And um, was it Lynch? Was he the one? He was looking at the cake, this big giant cake, and it looked so good to him. So he reached over to try to get, you know, a little bit of the frosting and homewood and turned over the whole cake. And there was a football on top of the cake. The football fell on the floor. So all the football players were like, it's time to play football. So it was like, man, you had everybody and their mama in that um, in that commercial. And then Tom Brady was in the commercial. He was like, oh, wait, let me help you guys get the football. But wait a second. And you see his hands are filled with Super Bowl rings on every finger. So you see him taking off all his Super Bowl rings first before he plays football. It, it doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound funny the way I'm explaining it. You've got to watch the commercial. It was funny as heck. I enjoyed it very much. Oh, and, oh, the two young girls that opened the Super Bowl, what are their names? I should know them because they opened for Beyonce. And I was at the Beyonce concert. What's her name, Chloe? Oh, you guys know who I'm talking about. What's her name? God, the two girls that opened for Beyonce. Anyway, they're excellent performers, and uh, they opened it up. God, I'm going to have to look them up because they deserve that. I'm sorry, you guys. But this is what I do. Damn, what are their names? Oh, yeah. Oh, and by the way, that uh, Beyonce concert was epic. My God. Seeing um, Beyonce when she was at the Rose Bowl, um, I went to the Sunday show because she was at uh, the Rose Bowl for two nights, Saturday and Sunday. Um, let's see, Super Bowl. God, what are their names? Let me see. Sorry, you guys, but I got to give them a shout out. That's what I thought. Yes, Chloe and Holly. Yes, yes, yes. Because I believe they are on Beyonce's. Doesn't Beyonce have a record label? I think they're on Beyonce's record label, and she loved their performance. And then they looked really nice, too. So shout out to them. They're excellent performers. So go ahead and check their music out as well. So, you guys, that's all i got to say. Oh, except. I forgot there's another movie that I watched uh, since the last time we spoke. I said I watched Aquaman. I said I watched Mirrors. I went back and watched Amistad. Another movie that came out uh, back in 2008, it won Best Picture back in 2009. And that movie would be Slumdog Millionaire. I encourage everybody to watch this movie. Excellent, excellent movie. Uh, it's a little depressing, I will say. Basically, the movie is about, um, uh, and it's a movie from India, um, and basically the movie is about this young guy 
who gets to make it on the Indian version of who wants to be a millionaire. But then it flashes back to how he got there in the first place. And unfortunately, you know, he was a street kid, you know, living on the streets in poverty, him and his brother. And, oh, it was just a mess, you know. And then they were sort of kidnapped and forced to be beggars on the street. And, ah, yeah, that part is depressing and everything. It does have little bits of humor in it. You know, so anyway, though, but go ahead and check it out because I remember the year it won the Academy Award. I was like, this is what I'm talking about. Something different. You know what I mean? It's not every day a movie from India gets to win the Academy Award for Best Picture. So, and it was definitely deserved. So go ahead and check out the movie Slumdog Millionaire. I think you'll like it. And let me know, too. Definitely let me know how you like the movie. So anyway, you guys, uh, that is it for me tonight. Oh, and I'm also on Twitter, you guys, so go ahead and follow me on Twitter. And uh, shoot me an email. Damn, what's my email address? <laughs> I'm going to shoot me an email, then I'm like, wait, what's my email address? If you guys have any comments, you guys want to be on the show, or you have a topic you want me to talk about, well, you got to shoot me a damn email. And my email address is Lisa Effect at gmail.com and effect is A-S-F-E-C-T. So hit me up there and also, like I said, hit me up on Twitter too. I don't do a lot of tweets, but I do enough, okay? I'm not like Donald Trump, okay? I mean, but, you know, I do enough. <laughs> and my Twitter account is the Lisa Effect. Uh, that's all one word. So, yeah, you guys. So, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it very much. Sorry I'm a little tired. You probably can hear it in my voice, but I had to take time out uh, to do this show because I've been talking to you guys. And I also try to simulcast on YouTube, but, man, I haven't been on YouTube in over a month. Uh, It's just audio, you guys. Sorry. I don't do videos on YouTube, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, but yeah, I definitely have to do a YouTube video. Maybe I will uh, do a YouTube show maybe this weekend. I don't know. Maybe Monday. Not sure. Not sure. No, I can't do Monday. I'm doing something on Monday. Yes, I've been just a little busy lately socially, you know. So yeah, sorry, you guys. Sorry about that. I'm still working to try to be consistent. But as usual, you guys, thank you so much for listening because, like I always say, uh, there's tons of competition. <laughs> uh, every, everybody and their mom is doing a podcast. But when you take time out to listen to my podcast, I, I really do appreciate it because I listen to other podcasts as well when I'm at work, in my car. So, you know, I hope you guys take me along too. So, anyway, you guys, that is it. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I'm trying to figure out what am I doing this weekend. I might go ahead this weekend and see Taraji's uh, new movie. Uh, and what else? I don't know, some other stuff. You know, maybe just run some errands and all that good stuff. But, yeah. So, anyway, you guys, take care. Hope you guys have a great weekend. And hopefully I will see you guys back next week. You guys take care. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.